To defeat an enemy, you must know them. Not just their battle tactics, but their history, philosophy, art. To the Chiss Ascendancy Podcast. Alrighty. Let's just jump in. Hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to... The Chiss Ascendancy. Episode 46. 46? Crazy. We're talking crazy. about... Bounty Hunters. Bounty Hunters, yeah. And we need their scum, as you can see in the subtitle. Those empires didn't know what was up. Empires, I guess Imperials is the word yeah. for them. Uh, it was cool because today we were, uh, you sent me that meme about 100, 200, 300. You guys are going to make Might me rich. rich. So we were, I was looking up, I was like, man, I can't remember if that was Django or Boba from the old Battlefront 2. So I was doing some research and uh, I stumbled across a black hole of battlefront dialogue that i watched for like 30 minutes and one of the cool ones was um boba or darth vader says do not underestimate the empire and boba says then why did it bring in hunters nice it's just cool he's such a smack talker uh today we're talking about bounty hunters and so because we're trying to keep this under two hours uh, i've got a little a uh, little list, a I little liked, rubric. Uh, I saw a meme, mm-hmm. so it's going to bleed over a little bit from the uh, episode about this most recent Mando episode, but right. I saw one It was like, watch out for those knee rockets. <laughs> they call out to Battlefront. That's funny. It's pretty funny. Uh, okay, so five different topics we're, we're touching on with Bounty Hunters. Right. Number one, why are they so cool? What we like about them? Just kind of... Chalk, joking around. And just I was like, how how cool are they? And I just wrote my notes. Very, very cool. Very cool. Uh, number two, the origins, not origin stories of the bounty hunters, but where they come from. Yes, it would, in Star it Wars would, timeline. We would need multiple episodes. We'd be here forever. Yeah. Uh, number three, the original six. Giving a little shout out to the original six bounty hunters from Star Wars universe. Number four, the host favorites. I'm sure you can guess mine. And then number five, the greatest. Mm. Or greats. Yeah. The Mount Rushmore. That's what we should do. I saw a, We've uh, got, you know, we probably both, we could name probably eight right off the bat. We should narrow down to, if you had a Mount Rushmore of Bounty Hunters, what would it be? So that's four. Yeah. I'm keep it at four. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I know. I have like six or seven right here. Okay, so but we'll get there when we get there. Don't think about it beforehand because I'm it needs to be. I'm thinking about it already. No, no, no. no let's talk, 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 talk. It needs to be genuine. It is going to be genuine. Uh, I'm ready. Okay. Here we go. So, why are bounty hunters so cool? You know, (laughs) uh, I think it's just the mystique. It's the mystique. Uh, I think that it's also because everybody who is in the world that we're in, as you're watching Star Wars, as you're watching The Empire Strikes Back, back Mm -hmm. in 1980, you're looking at it and you're thinking, you know, I don't want to work for the Empire. Yeah. I don't want to, but I don't know if I'm brave enough to be a rebel, so I guess I'm just going to be this person that's just putting these power converters together and sending them to Tashi Station. It's like, you you 
you don't want to be you're, you're a cog you know mm. you're everybody has their place you know and that's just the way the real world works yeah and the bounty hunters are cool because they're their whole own system they yeah. don't they don't really answer anybody and i uh i don't know i think it's just it's not just in star wars either yeah i mean i've watched a ton of episodes of dog bounty hunter probably all of them <laughs> uh, the I only re- thing i don't like about dog is he's like doesn't believe in guns yeah but he gets paintball guns with uh <laughs> mace in the bullets did you know that that's almost worse yeah, I'd I'd rather rather die. Do, yeah, I would just rather be just shot. Just kill me. Because getting shot with a paintball is bad enough, but it's got oh. freaking mace in there. Mm-hmm. Dude, imagine you're like in the middle of like a curse word towards dog or whoever, and they shoot you, and a freaking, just by happenstance, <laughs> a freaking paintball full of mace just goes directly into your mouth. Oh, yeah, I'd rather be just be shot. I'd rather that be a real bullet. Do you remember the time that I accidentally set off uh, yes, mace? Yes, I do. <laughs> when we were kids... Um, we had a Suburban. That was yeah. the vehicle we had for forever. And here's... It's mom's fault, really, because... Go wait in the car. I'll be there in a sec. It, it had been, like, at least 20 minutes. Oh, at least. At least 20 minutes. So I'm like, all right, well, What's well, in the glove compartment? What's in the glove box? What's in the glove box? So <laughs> I opened it box, up. man? And I was like, you know, maybe there's a honey bun in here to survive. I would... I'm just saying, what if there's a snack without having to walk all the way back in the house? Oh. So I'm looking... And there was a, I thought that it was a uh, air horn. It was not. And it wasn't. It was mace. Pepper spray. It was pepper spray. Pepper Mine spray. Me with pepper spray. What's that from? The Grinch. It is a Grinch. The most quotable movie of all time, bro. Mm-hmm. I stand by that. Anyway, they're just super cool. They are cool. They're super cool. I think I think it's cool because they they just have a place everywhere. You know what I mean? They're right. they're working for whoever. They're making money, uh, doing stuff. Yeah, you know, I don't know, they all got they're, their side gigs. They're super like when you're watching a movie, everyone loves the the John Wick character. Everyone loves, you know, John McClane from Die Hard. Everybody loves Neo from The Matrix. Like all those people. That you just can keep naming John characters. <laughs> uh, John Wayne, Everybody Johnny lo- Cash, John Denver, The Baptist, John Lennon. <laughs> Everybody loves John. But um, everybody loves that character that can just go off, and that's Bounty Hunter. John was the beloved. Yeah. He also outran Peter to the tomb. Um, it was funny the Moses because... Moses of the New Testament. I, uh, giving himself props all right? the way. The most humble man. <laughs> Is that okay? Um, I did like how... Uh, I think one of the coolest things is they don't give a crap about whoever they're around. Yeah. They're not afraid of anybody. Um, you know, when... When uh, Han Solo, he'll mouth off to an Imperial to a certain extent, but then there's sometimes that he's like just going to keep his cool because he's trying to get out of a sticky situation. Yeah. Bounty hunters have no regard for anybody. Nope. So you have, you know, right from the beginning where it's bounty hunters. We don't need their scum. Mm-hmm. And you look up and you got toes there. <laughs> yeah. And Bosk is just freaking from the get-go. Yeah, just... I'd be terrified. <laughs> Yeah. Remember that video I sent you about that crocodile that ate that cheetah? Yeah, it was crazy. Imagine if you saw these toes on the bridge of a Death or Star Destroyer and you were like, we don't need this, guys. And you look up and that freaking crocodile's looking down at you. Because that's basically what you're dealing with. Yeah, you had an actual nightmare like that one time, didn't you? What, of a crocodile killing crocodile me? Crocodile floating over you? No, that's Carmen. But I did. I was afraid yeah, of the alligators. Yeah, I am terrified of alligators. All right, all right, all right, all right. So where do we where do we first encounter the bounty hunters? All right, so uh, bounty hunters, uh, specifically Boba Fett, mm-hmm. uh, f- 
first came on the scene during the Star Wars Holiday Special, everyone's favorite Star Wars movie. Uh, so the Holiday Special was freaking wild. If you haven't seen the Holiday Special, even if you don't care to watch it, just watch it because it's full of gold. And uh, you get Art Carney, who is uh, freaking Ed Norton from the original Honeymooners. He's there, and I don't remember what the freak he's doing, but imagine Norton from the Honeymooners. He's like, you want to... <laughs> he's like a... He's old at this point, right? Yeah. And he's selling something. I can't remember what it is, but he, he's basically just Norton. He's like... Oh, you want a spatula? You know, it's just like the craziest crap. Um, you get to meet Chewie's family. And then in the middle of the whole thing, there's a cartoon. So part of the cartoon is, um, I think, Luke gets stuck in some kind of swamp or something. And uh, Boba Fett rides up on this pink dinosaur. <laughs> it's like a pink plesiosaurus. And uh, he actually has a gun very, very similar to the Mandalorian's you know, pulse rifle. Mm-hmm. And uh, the animal he's riding keeps doing this thing, like wilding it out with its neck. And uh, dude, multiple times, this would not be kosher in like today's media, but multiple times he takes the rifle and he goes, settle down. So he's like hitting the freak out of this. The When we start the episode every week, we start the camera and then we sit down <laughs> and Samuel does like this and holds up his finger and then he hits play for the and then I clap real loud, and that's how we know where the episode starts. And about that loud is how the smack is on that pink dinosaur, dude. He's got it, and he's like, he's just waving the freaking rifle around. He's like, set him down. And so he's like, uh, hello, friend. I can help you. My name is Boba Fett. And he's actually got the, um, the holiday special armor on. And so Boba's... Whenever they first were talking about the prototype of Boba Fett, he was all white. Mm-hmm. And he had a, uh, Ralph McQuarrie drew him with a cool brown poncho. And the cool thing yeah, is that... he's like a Western character from the get. Right. Well, the Ralph McQuarrie said, I took a lot of inspiration from Clint Eastwood's Man With No Name, mm-hmm. from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. So that's where Boba kind of came from. If you're looking for more media to consume, that trilogy is excellent. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, that's what Boba kind of looked like, and then they ended up changing the armor a little bit, and then you got the T-shaped visor, and then finally um, he walked in a parade next to Darth Vader in California, and they said it was like a billion degrees, and that poor guy was just in a full suit of armor walking next to Vader. Um, and it was cool because the guy that wore that armor, you can tell when you're as deep in the Star Wars game as we are, I was like, that's not the real guy. Uh, you can just tell by the body shape. Yeah. And so he shows up in the holiday special, and his helmet is more of like a silvery blue. The chest plate is more like a pastel yellow, and it's just a really cool colorway that they ended up making a uh, the three and three quarter inch mm-hmm. figures. They made it a toy of him in, a, in that colorway, and then whenever he uh, showed up in Empire was his first live action thing. It was pretty cool because leading up to um, the origins, you know, first we have Boba Fett in the holiday special, and then finally. On screen in 1980, we had the bounty hunter scene, and that kind of takes us to our third segment, yeah, which is the original six. Yep. So some love for the original six. Right off the top, we got IG88, mm-hmm. the droid, uh, the other droid, Forlom. He looks kind of like Zero mm-hmm. with the insectoid eyes. Yeah, big bulbous eyes. We have Boba. We got Bosk. We got Dengar, 
and then uh, Zuckus. Yeah. So the weird thing about bounty hunters is some of them work really well together mm-hmm. and for a long period of time. Um, but that's the rarity. Like typically it's everybody for themselves. There's It's not very often that you see people working together and they trust one another. So Forlom and Zuckus, um, pretty cool story. When the toys for those released, they had the names messed up. So Forlom was Zuckus, the shorter, stockier one. And Zuckus was on Forlom's packaging. Um, and so there's been a freaking argument Rookie about that mistake. ever since. Yeah. Um, so Forlom is a droid, and Zuckus is actually, even though he looks pretty similar to Forlom, he's actually an insectoid species called the Gran. Uh, G-R-A-N, and I think it's two N's. Um, and uh, it's funny because... The Gran are the ones with the three eye stalks. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. All right, keep going. Like, I'm, I'm like 90% on that. Uh, where do you want me to pick up at? Just describing the people. So you have Forlom Zuckus yeah, and then so IG. Yeah, so you've got uh, IG-88. It's, it's an IG unit, so it's going to be pretty much identical to IG-11 from the Mando series. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got the, you know, cylindrical heads and, you know, the multi-jointed arms. And, you know, they can look at everywhere at once, which is, it's just a very cool feature that they would think of something like that. Um, we got Dengar, who is the king of the toilet paper game. He would have killed it in 2020. <laughs> uh, he would have not been out of toilet paper for his life. Gand. That's okay. the species. G-A-N-D. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, Dengar is crazy because uh, he's got that outfit. And in Legends, do you know the story of why he has all those bandages on? Uh, something Boba Fett did to him, right? Nope. No, I don't remember that. He was a famous Corellian street racer, and he's at the top of his game until some young buck came along named Han Solo, and they raced for all the chips, mm-hmm. and uh, Han Solo out outmaneuvered him, and I think uh, Dengar ended up crashing and got really injured, and that's why he has all those bandages, and that's why he hates Han Solo. What's funny is that in canon, he's still from Corellia. <laughs> yeah, still Corellian. And it's funny because I, it's... Is just further convoluting the waters of what the what Corellian is going on accent with Corellian? is. Yeah, uh, we got Han Solo, who's like I don't know, almost transatlantic swagger. We got uh, <laughs> what does that give us an example? Uh, listen here, see, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Though it's just like we're gonna go down to the boardwalk. He's just a little poker. He's just doing his thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm not even saying see. words. You don't know what the two. Worsh sauce. Oh, we're going to get uh, some, uh, some uh, left water. Now, don't forget, uh, if you're not feeling good, take some of this here uh, cocaine. And uh, last better. year, we got on the fire merits. Ah, yes. I don't know why I stopped saying words. Recently, on The Legend of Korra. I can't think as fast as they talk. They're like the original Ben Shapiro. Now, the good thing is, I've got some mustache wax here, and I'll curl my mustache. Real fancy-like. Yeah. And then uh, we got, uh, what's the the general from Corellia? The general? Uh, Bell Iblis. Oh, yeah. Who is, it's like, he's got... He's like a redneck. Yeah, he's almost got a... Garm Bellibliss. Uh, he's almost got a, a rails... Rail, what, what's rail? Avaros. Avaros's last... Yeah, but he's like rail if rail spent six months in Nebraska. <laughs> now, my name's rail, and, uh... Would you like a piece of corn? <laughs> Can't off you much else now. He, yeah, Garm Bellibliss is a human version of Foghorn Leghorn, <laughs> if you're a Looney Tunes fan. Now, now I, listen here, yeah, see? I, I say I said, where'd he go? <laughs> uh, that's your same thing. But then you have, yeah, so you've, I don't know, I guess it makes sense that there are different regions of Corellia, and then but got, if that's the only, that's really the only time in Star Wars that the dialect changes yeah. within the own, and then you which got, it's 
world Dengar, who has like the Australian accent, maybe like a South African accent. Yeah. Oh, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know what the freak they're doing out there, man. Yeah. I'm not teaching English. In the <laughs> in the uh, certain point of view episode or story between IG88 and Dengar, IG88 wonders if Dengar can talk more properly. Why doesn't he? Yeah. It's funny because he like computes it as a weakness somehow. I don't know. Yeah, he racist. I guess he thinks that if he talks better, I mean, Brat. it's basically, yeah, he's basically just uh, giving him the my fair lady approach. Yeah. All right. You'll find more suitors. All right. Now shove these marbles in your mouth and then try to talk. I'll, I'll kill you. See. Yeah, that was so dumb. Yeah, I don't know what that. <laughs> what a perfect money. Rex Harrison, I think the actor's name is. He's like, now I, uh, I've got an idea for a scene. <laughs> the, the, they weren't gonna tell him no. He was a superstar. And then the other British actor's like, yes. <laughs> oh my god! Hollywood in the sixties and seventies, man. Oh my god! All right, now what uh, if we, uh, what if we just? Had some kind of a random fornication happening. That interest you? But that listen, we draw a line where we don't let them cuss. <laughs> Dude, that's so funny. Yeah, I think it's funny they let... Uh, I wanted to say Julie Andrews. I know that's not her. Uh, what the frick's her name? Audrey Hepburn? Audrey Hepburn, thank you. They let her cuss at the races, and then they had um, the guy that also played Sherlock Holmes. Oh, um... I could have told you if you weren't asking. Yeah. Anyway, they cut him off from cussing. Jeremy, him. Jeremy something. Yeah, I want to say Jeremy Irons, but I know it's that. That's not it. It's Jeremy something. Anyway, it's not Jeremy Renner either. <laughs> Duh. And Jeremy Bullock is the guy that does play Star Wars. Anyway, this is not important. I just think it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting concept. Um, and then who who we got left? We got uh, Bosk. Everybody knows Bosk. The cool thing about Bosk is Bosk was one of those guys that was, uh, he was kind of Captain Phasma before Captain Phasma. He was like heavily in the advertisements mm. and then went. <laughs> I think it's cool that um, that he's such a selling point. You know what I mean? That yeah. his species is so cool that he, he's probably like one of the most prominent creatures that we get from Empire. Mm. I mean, I guess we had the Wampa, but those were written in because of Mark Hamill's accidents. Right. Um we had, I don't know how original the Tauntauns were, the script, or if they were brought in to kind of segue into the Wampa thing. Um, well, they, I find it hard to believe that they were, they were going to be on Hoth regardless. Right, there was going to be some sort of creature out there. But the interesting thing is, yeah, think about that. What, I mean, besides, besides Chewbacca and maybe Yoda, mm -hmm. Boss kind of opened up folks to his species more than any other character yeah i'm sure there's others i'm forgetting i also but... like how much um now through a certain point of view his backstory has kind of stayed the same yeah as far as his his origins i think that's really cool yeah his name being the dosh uh for it's cool because um when you're when you speak english and you hear of a word and it's like this word actually means this whole phrase it's cool it's kind of like that for mm. from basic to dosh like, his name's just Bosk, but it it's like this whole freaking sentence in the other language. But yeah, Bosk is really cool, and then Boba Fett is obviously the the star of the show in that in that specific group. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and it's really cool to have to see how the dynamic has changed over the years. Um, in the Bounty Hunter Wars that came out in the 90s, um, IG wasn't really in it and Forlum wasn't really in it. But Dengar, Boba, Bosk, and, uh, and Zuckus were kind of the major players. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one part where uh, Bosk hires Zuckus to help him kill Boba Fett. And then Boba Fett goes behind Bosk's back and pays Zuckus more <laughs> to double-cross Bosk. The only winner here is Zuckus, bro. And when the time comes... <laughs> Boba Fett double crosses Zuckus and jettisons him in an escape pod with Bosk <laughs> and steals the ship. I think he steals. They're aboard the Houndstooth, oh which God. is Bosk's ship. Yeah, that's super funny. And dude. so as they leave, I'm like, dang, it's a bad day to be Zuckus because you thought you were getting double paid and you get neither one. And now you're stuck in a small space with this giant reptile who's pissed. Yeah, and he's going to get hungry. Yeah. And he has no loyalty to anybody, obviously. Yeah, not even his own family. Mm-mm. So the original six really opened things up. Uh, Boba Fett was such a selling point for years to come. Um, Bosk, I feel like Bosk really made his emergence during the Clone Wars Yeah, cartoon. before I had alternatives, uh, he was my favorite bounty hunter. I loved Bosk. Yeah, Bosk was very cool. Um, Someone else came along and stole my heart, but I, always I still thought, love Bosk. I always thought Dengar was cool. And it, I thought it was cool how, in a certain point of view, it talks about how he covers his his face. Mm-hmm. Like, he has yeah, the like wrap, a, but he's got, like, a Yeah, like a, an extra a bandana little... for robbing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, so... Not that his wearing that all the time would have made him identifiable anyway. Dude, yeah, it's so like funny. like the freaking sandbenders from Avatar. You walk around, you're going to get noticed. Yeah. Yeah, he looked just like this, the bounty hunter Dengar, but he also had something covering his nose. <laughs> So that wasn't him. All right, so we can go ahead and check Dengar off the list. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, what if he it's was like... like... Uh, crime scenes before they had DNA evidence. He's like, we found this pool of blood. He's like, hmm, gross. Mop it up. Now back to my hunch. <laughs> they're at the police station and they're like, no, it can't be him. He had something over his face. And Dengar goes to like, it just knows. And they're like, there he is. There is. What do you do with Uncle Slingham? That's where I was going with it. Put your dukes up, Mr. Fancy Britches. It's still me. This is my... What do you do with Uncle Slim? This is my comfy place. But Uncle Slim, this is my comfy place. Have you been sitting in that exact same spot, blocking that piece, choice piece of property from my view? Uncle Slim. <laughs> if you haven't seen Home on the Range... You need to. Now's it's, the time. It's a, it's a freaking classic, dude. Um... Of the original six, rank them. As far as successfulness? Uh, do you, would you prefer to rank them your most to least I, favorite rank, or your deadliest to least deadliest? Uh, yeah, I'll rank them in order of I would not want to fight you to I think I stand an okay chance. <laughs> okay, Zuckus is last. <laughs> Go ahead. I would put Boba at first. I'm going to yeah. put uh, Bosket second. Ooh. IG-88, Dengar, Forlom, Zuckus. Mm, okay exact same for me <laughs> i want to say that ig it could definitely be second yeah i well i think i think bosk is going to say second i think ig 88 and dingar could flip-flop 
depending on the yeah, terrain. Yeah, yeah. Because they kind of have strengths, as we saw them from a certain point of view, that, you know, one of them, they might have the advantage at <clears throat> any given time. Yeah, they, uh, in that certain point of view, there's a moment where... As far as, like, ready preparedness right now we could fight, I would definitely want to fight Dengar before IG-88, because he's literally a walking weapon. Right. Well, he's a walking weapon, and there's, like, there's not really any catching him off guard. Right. You can catch Dengar off guard. But if they're hunting Off for Dengard. me, <laughs> <laughs> if uh, if they're hunting me, I, w- I think I would be more worried about Dengar because I feel like he's got the connections. That's one of the things you don't think about is that IGD doesn't make any connections. Mm-hmm. Like he in that story, he's literally like, I like enemies. Yeah. Um. So I would say Boba. That was cool. Boba is the yeah. That was cool. Boba's the deadliest because he's the smartest. And he's the craftiest, and he's uh, got the Mandalorian armor. He's got the second most weaponry in that group. Obviously, IG-88 is like a walking Swiss Army knife of weapons. Um, Bosk is the most ferocious, for sure. And even if you catch him butt naked, dead to rights in the shower, he's got, like, shark teeth for hands yeah, and regular teeth for teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and toes. Yeah, I was about to say, not to mention the toes. Not to mention the toes. He's ready to climb a mountain at any given time. I was watching that he episode. He would be a of... heck of a mountaineer. Nobody gives oh, him no credit for that. He would, and he's got he's lanky. Yeah. I was watching that Flexible, episode of the strong. Clone Wars, uh, Clone Wars yesterday, where uh, Ventress joins Boba's crew, yeah. and there's a part where uh, Boss takes on like five dudes in and, that bar fight. Uh, no, no, no. It's they're on the train. Oh yes, and uh, right off the bat, he gets. They put like it looks like pepper spray or something, and he's like, <laughs> and he just starts swiping at folks. And I was like, ha ha, because dude, if he caught you with one oh, of those yeah. bad boys, you'd be done. But they ended up the stunning exact him. opposite of a T Rex. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They ended up like stunning him or something and, and kicking him off the ship, and uh, he kind of rolls and then he catches himself. Yeah, by with his yeah, he puts on the old claw brakes. I and, like how we can't. Say what he's doing with his hands without going like this. Yeah, like that. And so he puts his his claws into the ground, and uh, he was mad, right? Yeah. And he goes <laughs> and like shakes, and I was like, "Ooh, I like that part a lot." Ooh, he's upset. Yeah. And then my three year old son Wolf turned and went. <laughs> so that's cool. Right. Uh, so yeah, I range I would rank them the same because IGD8's definitely got the most weapons. Dengar's Dengar is sneaky. Deadly. Yeah, and depending on what time in the timeline you catch him, right? Because yeah, before got... or after he finds out about the Philly cheesesteaks. <laughs> well, he, we were talking about this beforehand, but he's, I think, the only bounty hunter that we for sure see in the sequel films. I mean, it's not for sure, but if you, oh, look, at the, if you look at the visual dictionary, they're like, Ingard Day? <laughs> <laughs> look, if I choose it and Rothgar is on the list, he's dead last because that guy looked like... He looked like he had been held in a swirly for so long that all the hair came <laughs> off, and he was just a shiny egg. No, no, no. Listen, he's got compensations in the form of being the most Star Wars character like that one cyborg from Treasure Planet. All right? Oh, my God. Get out of here, bro. Oh, my God. You and Treasure Planet. Okay. That's a great film. It is good. All right. So the fourth While segment... you're looking at Home on the Range, also look up Treasure Planet. If you haven't seen it. They're both on Disney+. Plus. I made my students watch Treasure Planet, and they're all adults. <laughs> Did they like it? Yeah, they loved it. I was like, I'm going to work on this thing. You guys sit and watch Treasure Planet, and don't make a fuss. <laughs> uh, all right, fourth segment, host favorites, 
You go first. Okay, if you've been keeping track at all, yeah, uh, my favorite will be slightly less predictable than Josiah's. Um, in the shape of coolest helmet, uh, it's cool. It's not even a helmet. Yeah, that's what's so cool about it. All right, let's talk about this. Could Boba Fett ride his helmet down a hill like a snowboard? I rest my case. If he had to, yes. No, he couldn't. We got Imbo coming up in first place. Bonus, he comes with a space dog. So it's true. Uh, and Anuba, mm-hmm. which it's like it's like a veiled, like thinly veiled reference to Anubis, the god of mummification. So he should be Dengar sidekick, but uh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> That's a deep cut joke. <laughs> anyway, I think Imbo's super freaking cool. He is cool. He's Dave Filoni's favorite bounty hunter, so I'm not in bad company there. Very true. Um, I just like the strong and silent type. I think that's a very cool character. Uh, he does cool spinny flips using his helmet as a shield. He doubles as a weapon. He has throwing knives. Yeah, he's just freaking cool, dude. He is cool. He. Um, I like how nobody wants to be on his bad side. He, just, he like, seems really to have a... Uh, I think he follows a certain code. Yeah. He seems to have a, an internalized moral code. But at the same time, nobody's giving him fuss and nobody's really wanting to go to bat with him. You know what I mean? Uh, I think we see in the box episode that he's like the third... Ranked. Yeah, third ranked bounty hunter at the time. Mm. Uh, with Cad Bane being the first, obviously. Who's second, Bosk? I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. Maybe him or I don't know if uh, Cara Dune had been killed yet. Cara Dune? No, sorry. Uh, Orsing. Orsing. <laughs> nice. You knew who I was talking about. Yeah. Will um, this suffice? Will this suffice? You know, what was crazy was uh, when her figure came out in episode one, it came with a lightsaber. Did it come with a collapsible antenna like a cell phone? The antenna was not collapsible. Nor you could remove it for a car wash. Or it was like... <laughs> <laughs> like the antenna's gonna be a problem hey, in a car doesn't, wash. <laughs> doesn't uh, her antenna get cut off at some point? Yeah, Ahsoka Wars? cuts it off. Oh, pretty ballin'. Cause it's a, it's not natural. It's a dead gum. Yeah, it's it. It's a built-in antenna. Mm-hmm. Yes. So where the freak is that signal going? Her teeth to the brain. That's dumb. I know where it's going. Where to else the brain. is it gonna go? What I'm saying <laughs> this. This that's so. So you just have so you think a text message out? Yeah, I think she uses it to like intercept comms and stuff like that. That would be so distracting. She can collapse the antenna. You're in the movie and you're like, stop! <laughs> you ever watch uh, Alphas? It's a TV show about people with like superpowers, and there's a uh, kid that I think he's like high functioning autistic, but his superpowers he can like intercept uh, cell phone waves and stuff like that. Hmm. And he sees him like. Uh, it would be funny if they made Michael Jackson like play Aura Sing. And he turned around and he said, I can hear your prayers. Yeah, that'd be funny. Anyway, let's talk about your I'm favorite. I'm sorry. That joke wasn't funny, but I was thinking about it for the last 45 seconds and I had to get out of my brain. All right. My Boba Fett. I mean. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Josiah. Boba Fett. My Boba Fett. <laughs> My favorite, <laughs> my favorite is obviously Boba Fett. Wow. My Boba Fett. I'm tired. You're freaking your own son, dude. My word. My Boba he's Fett. My, he's my friend. He's my friend. I love you with my friend. Um, He'll never live. What a down. ween. Uh, but yeah, Boba Fett has been my favorite for my entire life. 
and uh, reasons why he's the best. Let's talk. Well, we can't talk about it. If you want to see our full thoughts on Boba Fett, <clears throat> examine the uh, the review episode of this most recent uh, episode of The Mandalorian, which would be the tragedy. Mm-hmm. In parentheses of Darth Plagueis the Wise. <laughs> Dude, what if? It's like, don't you, in parentheses, forget about me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so Boba Fett's my favorite. And um, obviously, if you watched um, the, I think it's the review of our, the first episode of this season. Mm-hmm. I talked about how important, it, Boba Fett. How, it was, how important it was to me that he came back yeah. in my life story. Yeah, in, in great um, detail. But... Uh, I would say that even in Legends, uh, he just does some really, really cool Very stuff. In cool. um, the Bounty Hunter Wars, eventually we're going to do an episode about the Bounty Hunter Wars, just covering that trilogy, because yeah. it's so funny. Um, I would like to see if we can get a guest appearance for the guy that does the review of Outbound Flight. Um, because <laughs> It's I, a good book. Then my life would be complete. Um, we need to get in touch with that guy. You really want to? Okay, I'll do it. If I can get in touch Even with if we Mark can just Thompson, get a Skype call. If I can get in touch with Mark Thompson in Lucasfilm, I can get in touch with whatever that guy's name is. We're gonna find out. The funny part about the guy's name, I can't remember who, what his first part of his name is, but the last part of his handle is comedy. It's like Samuel Greer comedy. So he fancies himself a funny guy. But um, Boba Fett, <clears throat> don't worry, I'm not bragging. <laughs> Uh, What's the about? He's just a legend, and uh, I love how when he, he walks when he walks into the room, like everybody knows what the freaking business is. Um, he's got, you know, he's got the greatest helmet. Um, it's the greatest bounty hunter helmet, and uh, I just love everything about him. And I love Tamura Morrison being back. That was so cool. And, uh, man, I just want to go off on all the things I love about it. Save it, hold him. it in. But I will say that uh, specifically like from Legends, uh, there's a moment where <clears throat> uh, Jason Solo goes bad, right? Yep. And Jane is the only person that can really match him because they're twins. Like, they kind of play that card in the, in the books. And, yeah, that uh, old card. And uh, <laughs> the typical twins, you know how it works. You activated my trap card. <laughs> <laughs> you know that one. Twins. But, um, so it's cool because Boba Fett... If you didn't know, we have a fraternity twin sister. Uh, Boba Fett... Super powerful. Basically says, uh... The ultimate super weapon. All right, here we go. I didn't do that to you. Uh, basically, Boba Fett... You know that old guard. She goes to... she Jaina Solo goes to Boba Fett and is like, you're the only one that can teach me. And he's like, you sure you want to do this? And she's like, yeah, he's like, because if we do this, I am going to teach you how to kill your brother. Yeah, the old Kung Fu Panda move. And it was cool because... You will leave the Dragon Warrior. Um, Jason Solo had done something that was upsetting to Boba Fett earlier in the series. And they were like, Jaina said, you're not going to kill me? And he said, what, what would make you think you that? Or what would make you think that? Right. And she says, um, you know, to Stroke get back in my... Uh, ding dong. Yeah, exactly. To get back to my parents, you know, it would hurt my parents yeah. if that happened to me. And he said, it's, you know, something along the lines of it's much richer to teach you to kill your brother. That is a much richer effect between me and Solo than... Yeah, now do you want to fight over this dumpling? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but he's just a cool character, and he's... Uh, dumpling, there's... also known as the ravioli <clears throat> of the Orient. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> That's a good one. Uh, but the cool, one of the coolest mm. things is he does have a bit of a moral code, more than people give him credit for. And um, there's a moment where there's a character named Fenshaisa. That's his name. That's uh, the S word in German, by well, the way. That's well, that's what it is. So, um, but he was basically a, a Mandalorian protector. And his dying wish is that Boba Fett would lay down his career and become the Mandalore, the leader of the Mandalorians. Right. And so for the average fan that doesn't know all that, they they don't understand, like, why do you like Boba Fett? He doesn't do anything. He's just cool armor. But I have all this wealth of stories of he laid down his arms. He kept Mandalore alive and kept all their people safe uh, for the most part during the Yuzin Vong War. So does that mean um, you want Boba Fett to kill Bo-Katan and take the Darksaber and become the Mandalore? I would love nothing more. But Good. there you have it. If you'd love nothing more, as in... Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, if Boba Fett killed Bo-Katan, I would not care at all. I would not be... I would miss Bo-Katan in the slightest. Me neither. If I had to choose. All right. The Greats. The Mount Rushmore. If of... you had to have four bounty hunters on your Mount Rushmore, who are they right. and why? I'm going to start with saying Jango Fett, because through Jango Fett we have Boba Fett, and I have a twofer up there. So that I have three new slots. Really? Yeah. I'll allow it. Just because I want to have more Bounty Hunter talk. Uh, Cad Bane makes it up there. Yeah. Cad Bane. Um, he's he's bad to the bone. Mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. Cad to the bone. Yeah, bad. Cad to the Bane. Yes. Cad Bane <laughs> is an amazing, amazing Bounty Hunter. Yeah, he's freaking sick. He's got a thing for hats. I like that. He's the embodiment of the Western Bounty Hunter. I and like that. And he has rockets on his boots. He's got rocket boots like uh, Syndrome. Mm-hmm. Buddy? Buddy? But way cooler. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to put Bosk up there. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to put Imbo up there because it's my Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Any... Okay, we'll go on from there. All right, let's see. My four... Do you have a question? No. I. After this, I'd like to do honorable mentions of Browningers that don't get that much love. Mm. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay, my Mount Rushmore, so I can do Jango Fett, Boba Fett, two for one? That's what I did, but it's going to be cheap if you do it. Boba Fett, number one, <laughs> he gets the biggest spot, and I let him pick which, which slot he wants on the mountain. All right, Boba, this is my mountain. Pick your spot. Okay. Um, you ever think about Richie Rich? Yeah. Yeah, I do. They had Mount Richmore. Mm-hmm. With the vault in the nose. Pretty crazy. Um, I love that a lot. Okay, so Boba Fett's my first one. Uh, uh, God, it's, I don't want to copy you. Don't. Okay. Boba Fett, number one. Steady hand. Um, With the heart of Zirchen. Number one. Steady hand. Bosk. Okay, so you've copied me so far. That's okay. There's only so many. Crap. Okay. Cat has got to be up there. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. I expect you to put more thought into this previous. Well, I did, but you basically picked the four I was going to pick plus Imbo. So. Um, okay, here, I'll switch it up here. Okay. So I'll, I'll Boba and Jango are a package deal. Mm-hmm. 
So that leaves me three slots, same as you. Bosk, Cad Bane, okay. and Cade Skywalker from the Legends. Weak. It's not weak, he's dope. I'm just saying he's not canon. And then in canon... Why don't you go ahead and put Kylo Ren up there, how about that? What? Doesn't make any sense. Okay, exactly. in, canon, in canon, I will take... Uh, I will take, man. I expected your, Ooh, you know who was really cool, but he's not on this list. The chick with the scarf. Who? The pink girl that had the scarf that she uses as a weapon. No. There was that one droid. I forget his name. He was on that team. He was very cool. Heisinger. Yeah. He was cool. Heisinger's very cool. Um, I will go, I will see your... Embo and Reju Dengar. Ah, Embo's cooler. I like Dengar better. Who's going to survive a headshot? <clears throat> uh, the guy that already has like six inches of toilet paper on his head. Um, so, yeah. Kate Skywalker, if we're including Legends characters. If we're not, I'll take Dengar just because I don't want to copy you person for person. I expected um, your mountain to be every incarnation of Boba that we have so far. So, like, embryonic. Oh Luba my god, I'm retarded. That we have. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Episode hang on. two. And I will take, take Boba I'll, that we also have from episode two. I'll leave two. Dengar and I'll put uh, Dengar in the Mandalorian. And then Boba, who we have from Empire and Jedi. And then old Boba that we just got from the Mandalorian. I expected that to be your Mount Rushmore. I, if I could, I would, yes. So Boba and Jango are a package deal. Boss, Cad Bane, and the Mandalorian, Din Djarin. Yeah, Din Djarin's a good pick. I'm sorry. I was just thinking from Empire, basically. Uh, yeah, Din Djarin's my, one of my favorites. Uh, he's not better than Boba Fett, but he's up there. Uh, okay. Who do you think wins in a fight, Din Djarin, Cad Bane? Oh, man. Cad Bane. What do you think? I don't know. Maybe Din Djarin just because the armor. Cad Bane's uh, craftier. Yeah. And his ship is still uh, in one piece. Well, I hope you've seen the episode. Um, Have you... um, To me, Din Djarin versus um, Cad Bane depends on the location. Mm -hmm. So if you're in like Coruscant, Cad Bane wins 10 times out of 10. I mean, not 10 times, but like 8 times out of 10 because Mm -hmm. um, he's just sneakier. Uh, But I think like... We haven't really seen... Din Djarin in a city, really. Well, and... Um, think about that. I think Cad Bane might be the better fighter, straight up. Like fist fighter? Just tactician. Hmm. Um, Maybe. Because I really don't think that Din Djarin would have stood that much of a chance versus Quinlan Voss and Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Cad Bane takes both of them on and gets away. That's yeah. not, That's not an easy feat. That's two Master I, Jedis. I really wish that we, and it might still happen, but I would love to see Din Djarin use his jetpack like in fighting. Mm-hmm. We've seen him like take off and stuff. Mm-hmm. But remember how sick it was when Attack of the Clones was going on and Bo- and Jango Fett mm-hmm. took off mm-hmm. and was flying and shooting at Obi-Wan mm-hmm. at the same time? Yeah, that was cool. That was freaking sick. Um, so I would like to see that. We can get a little bit more into that. And then it's next episode. Anyway. Um, okay, last thing. Uh, bounty hunters that don't get enough love. Bounty hunters that don't get enough love. Um, frick, that went on the notes, man. I, wouldn't I know, I'm sorry. Okay, here's one. Um, we talked about Aura Singh a little bit. Okay. She gets love, but not 
probably as much as she could. I mean, she should get full credit for basically raising Boba up to Be- a point. Between her and Bosk, mm-hmm. Boba got a lot of training after Jango passed away. Yeah. Um, and then one that was really cool was uh, the Zabrak Suki. And then yeah, one that is cool. a really cool character was um, Serapass. Remember, he was that huge droid character and you couldn't tell if he was like in armor or whatever and then at the end the head comes up and it's that little guy yeah, in there. Yeah, they described that in a certain point of view with that Forlom and Zuckus arc. I think that's the species they were talking about. Oh, really? Yeah, they were talking about they like they all had power armor. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. It sounded like I didn't look it up because I was driving, but right. I think that's the species they were describing. Yeah, I kind of got that vibe too. Basically like... Dobby operating the uh a dark trooper, the Hulk Buster armor. Yeah. Yeah, the cool. I thought it was really cool. Whenever he, uh, there's an episode when you first meet Zarapass on Clone Wars, and <clears throat> it, uh, Obi-Wan, Anakin, and uh, Ahsoka were there, and they say something along the lines of, you know, one Jedi is risky, but we can't, we for sure can't defeat two, de- two Jedis. Mm-hmm. And Ahsoka's like, hey, I'm here. And Zarapass says, we don't count you, knee high. And I was like, oh, sick burn freaking got him um but yeah he was really cool i know that it was cool to reveal the little dude inside but i was like oh that kind of took him off the list of yeah deadliest bounty hunters no way that little dude with the xbox you know vr headset's gonna be boss you just see him in there in that fight and he's like i'm going into maximum overdrive (laughs) freaking plankton that's funny that is like plankton bro um yeah i would say Boba and Django, Boss Cad Bane, Din Djarin. But I would take... I like Din Djarin more than I like Cad Bane, as far as we, we've had a whole freaking show about him. Um, but I don't like Din Djarin more than Boba or Django or Bosk. I really like Bosk. Huh? Okay. So, um, there you there have you it. Trying to keep it tight and short for uh, editing reasons. We're going to do a quick turnaround. Yep. Uh, but bounty hunters, very very cool. Yeah, they are hunters. a very Star Wars thing, mm-hmm. and uh, the coolness of them, the individuality of their ships. Oh, that could have been a cool segment. Coolest mm-hmm. bounty hunter ships. The Hound's Tooth is up there for me. Yeah, it's interesting because like Slave One has to be number one you know because what's of my heart. Probably the coolest bounty hunter ship on my radar right now mm. is Chainbreaker's ship. Oh we yeah, got a Rosherwood. That's freaking sick. Does she count as a bounty hunter? She hunts. That was a very, very cool ship. The Hound's Tooth has always been probably my favorite outside of Slave One just because it's Boba's ship. But as far as like Hound's Tooth is a cool name and nice pattern. Uh, but it's a really cool uh, giant ship in the front with these cool little fins in the back. You get to see it in Clone Wars a little bit. And then also, um, oh man, there's so many people we've missed. Rayco Hardeen was unsung from the Clone Wars. He was really cool. Um it kind of doesn't count as much because everything we see of Rayco Hardeen is Obi-Wan is Rayco Hardeen. Mm-hmm. But the helmet is a cool callback to the original Boba Fett cool helmet. Callback. He's got a cool little fur coat underneath. Yeah. The armor, stuff like that. Um, Are we counting Moralo Eval as a... Is he a bounty hunter? Or is he just like kind of like a... He's kind of a... He's kind of a mastermind, but he's still hired by Dooku. I guess it kind of counts. Yeah, Moralo Eval is very cool. He's kind of like a... Like a sneak up on you character because he doesn't get his hands dirty very much. Yeah, but, but when he when does, he did, yeah, he stood a pretty good chance against Obi Wan there for a bit. Yeah, he's got those real long arms. Yeah, he was like uh, 
apes together strong over all those freaking mm-hmm. barriers and stuff. Oh, yeah. That was cool. Yeah, Morale Evolves a very cool character. Shout out to both of those Ithorians with the cool hats. R.I.P. The one with the really cool hat. Um, and they just make really cool characters. The box was one of my favorite. That was a cool series. Arc, dude. That was a cool freaking uh, arc. The undercover Reiko Hardin Obi Wan sketch, but just seeing all them going against each other, mm-hmm. um, it was like watching when Ezra was going through the academy, but like with people who could actually do it. Uh, so that was fun. Um, just seeing all these people. I did like seeing... It was interesting that Cad Bane was in there, but like Boba Fett or... I don't think Bosk was in it. Boba Fett was still a kid. Bosk was probably taking care of Boba Fett. They might have been in prison at that point. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Got a problem with Boba. Got a problem with me. Dude, it was so cool in that prison scene whenever that shock trooper uh, tries to like... Basically takes Bosk and Bosk just goes just pissed him off. Yeah. And freaking mauls him. Dude. Darth Maul? No, I'm just kidding. That would probably kill you. <laughs> Do you count Ventress as a bounty hunter? Yeah, I guess so. From the Dark Disciple tr- or, uh, book. Uh, yeah, she was a bounty hunter there. She'd be very deadly, but I think she could be beaten. I don't know, bro. She was, I mean, she's obviously got the edge. I think Boba could kill her. And I think Boss could Kid kill Boba? her. Kid Boba? Because she definitely stuffed him in a trunk. No, 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 no. I'm talking about, like, at their peaks. Yeah, maybe. Anyway. Very cool. Let's call it a day. One of the coolest things about Star Wars is the bounty hunters. Uh, if you like this video, please subscribe to the channel. Uh, share this video. Like, comment. All those kinds of things. And comment who your favorite bounty hunter is and if we forgot yours. Mm. So, thank you guys for tuning in. And we'll see you on next week's review of the Mandalorian and next week's episode of uh, the Chisistensi podcast. And we'll see you. May the force be with you. And remember, the only family you have here is me. (laughs) See you next week.